How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke, and of course, I'm joined by Joe. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, the 11th episode of the season, uh, the 10th with both of us. The last one, Joe, actually, was technically November 20th. That was the rant cast, but that was just you doing it. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, that was a fun fun episode to record. Honestly, you know, looking back on it, maybe I look like an idiot, but... Well, is I that stuff just had to be said, and I had to get something off my chest because I we weren't gonna do a podcast that day. But I woke up that morning, and I just I've never I haven't felt that fire in my chest mm-hmm. since the tank years. And you you know more than anyone. You heard? Oh my god! <laughs> you got to hear all. You got to hear my rants every day. Before I was there. We even were doing this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah you we, you lived my pain. I I went through those battles with you. you Yes, you did, and and even at one point, you you I remember you you wanted them to make the playoffs. Yeah, I remember. I did. Yeah, I well, you you see, I didn't. I was naive. I didn't understand what was at stake. You were young and naive. I was. This is what's at stake. Jack Eichel. It's it's eleven forty p.m. on Tuesday. The Sabers just lost the Maple Leafs, but Jack Eichel. He's on a seventeen game point streak. Indeed. I wonder what Dylan Strom's highest point streak is. Uh, uh, maybe two or three. I, I don't know. I don't well, know, I mean, and I don't he had care. Fifty because... last year, so it was probably a good one. <laughs> if I'm to play uh, devil's advocate, maybe, maybe not. Uh, well, hey, okay, you know, before okay. we go any further, let me say that the show, of course, is brought to you by Justice and Hockey. And if you use the promo code TCB at checkout, you'll get ten percent off your order, whatever you want. It's a great deal. They have a couple. Left, but um, did you get one of those? Did you get a creation flag? Did not. No. Okay. You got the shirt though, right? I have a creation shirt. I have a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, and the I guy at uh, Jim Stakeout thought it was a penguin shirt. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of our first days over at ESPN fifteen twenty. Yeah. I no longer work there. Yeah, no you have departed. There, I here. am still there, and I'm liking it. Uh, I you filled know, my shoes. What's that? I fell on the sword, so you can get more hours. Yeah. I fell, fell on, the, on sword the sword so you can get more hours. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Fell on the saber. Fell on the saber. Fell on the saber. Mm. Uh, okay. Before before we get into the sabers talk here, yeah. I want to apologize for the lack of activity. On yes, we have to address this. The podcast. Yeah. I'm very, very sorry. We've Both of us have been busy. We both... I was working two jobs. You were working two jobs. Now both of us are working one job. Yes. Uh, we're both happy with my hours. Yeah. My hours, my promotion. It's just, it's just tough to find time between everything going on to find time to record. And when the Sabres are bad, it's hard. It's hard to find motivation sometimes to come on here and record and to make matters even worse. Our studio basically is broken. We tried to record last week Mm -hmm. and our computer shot. So we are recording in separate locations today. If you can't tell. We're the, clearly over yeah. a phone call. That was the main barrier uh, to recording is that our studio is indeed broken, which is funny because uh, we record at our school, okay, uh, full disclosure. Um, and pretty much the only reason we chose to go to this school was because they had a, a, a quote, radio station to offer. Um, the only thing is that radio station is hardly maintained, and stuff like this happens where technical issues that nobody can figure out so um luckily i found this wonderful program called obs 
um, it's like one broadcast studio or something. So I'm just recording. We're in Discord right now, um, and I'm recording our Discord chat. So, but hey, sure. So on. until further notice, we're gonna be recording this way. So yeah, I mean, I think it and sounds good. now we we can have guests on. We can have yeah. guests on. So if anyone wants. I don't know if anyone wants to ha- wants us to have a guest on. Uh, any recommendations? Fine, but yes, yeah. Let, um, let's make this happen. And Joe, I don't know. If We're you trying saw... to be more consistent. Yes, we're trying yes. to be more consistent. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you saw the tweet from uh, Mr. Connor Helwig, who is a great patron and supporter of the show. He tweeted to the TCB account today. While we're at it, where's the podcast been? And I, I very urgently responded saying. We will have an explanation soon along those lines. So, uh, Connor, if you're listening, I uh, hope this satisfied you, this explanation. We tried being as transparent as we could. Um, but, yeah, that's that's been the issue. Yeah, so. lots, lots of underlying stuff here, but we're back. We're going to try and try and get back on track here. But And it might sound a little uh, laggy yeah, here or there, but you know stuff. what? I mean, you got to get it out somehow. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the Sabres have been pretty good lately. Ever mm-hmm. since the rant cast, they've kind of turned it around. Mm-hmm. And ever since the I don't know how far, how long ago Eichel's point streak started. But man, that man is possessed. Yeah. I don't uh, think we've ever seen. He, don't get me wrong. This guy, Jack Eichel, he has been an amazing hockey player for the last four or five years, however long he's been in the league. But this stretch of play, he, I've said it, and Call me the most pessimistic Sabres fan out there. I don't care. I'll admit it. I'm very pessimistic. I know I am. I'm up and down. And I'm pretty pretty up right now. But call me crazy, but Jack Eichel, he is going to take this team to the playoffs. And I am not ashamed to say that at all. I know this team has flaws, but the way the Atlantic looks right now, it's wide open. Wide open. Anyone's game. I think Jack Eichel, he is not going to let and he is sick of losing. This guy is sick of losing. You're going to have to pry the playoffs out of his cold, dead hands. He is going to drag this team out of it 100%. I, they're going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be because of Jack Eichel. Well, uh, the Sabres uh, have points in 10 of their last uh, 13 games, it looks like, if give or take one or two games here if I missed one looking at a hockey reference. But, uh, no, you know what? I think that... This team has shown that it's not quite the same team we've seen the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, there's something different there. Uh, and I know we we poo-pooed all over them before the season began. But uh, very clearly, like, there's something different about the team. They don't, they don't lose easily. Um, I mean, they're just more competitive, you can say. You know, they don't die. Coaching? Could it be coaching? It could, yeah, I think. Maybe. I think it could be. I like what, um, I like this approach Kruger's taking with wanting to motivate guys by keeping them out of the lineup. Um, I, 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 I'm very critical on some of the decisions that Ralph Kruger is making, but there is no reason. I know Colin Miller has had his fair share of struggles, but there's no reason that guy should be out of the lineup. Horrible I, asset management, by the way. I, I, I just don't understand it. We haven't seen Rasmus Ristolainen be taken out of the lineup at all. Mm-hmm. And I, granted, he has been a lot better during this stretch. Mm-hmm. A lot better. And I think he's got like 
eight or nine points in the last 10 games, which is very good. Very, very good. Mm -hmm. But, like, come on. Now, McCabe, he's been sitting sometimes, but, like, Colin Miller, you trade a second-round pick for him. He's a good defenseman. You shouldn't be sitting him. I like Colin Miller a lot. I think it's a mistake. And the fact that his name is even being mentioned in trade rumors, I don't know. Well, here's where I kind of... uh think there's a, a dilemma with the whole asset management thing. Uh, it was good use of assets by Bottrell to acquire Miller in the first place. It's it's the coach that is mismanaging those assets, though. You know, like, is that is that is that a criticism on Kruger, or is that a criticism on Bottrell? You know what I'm saying? I think it, I think it goes both ways. Bottrell hasn't been able to move a defenseman, mm-hmm. and Kruger's doing this alleged rotation, or whatever. But Bottrell... And- Gives yeah. Kruger the players, of course. That's the GM for you. Um, I mean, clearly Bottrell knows that he has a good player here in Colin Miller that he's given to Kruger. Isn't that kind of more on Kruger though, if he's not playing him? Yeah, for sure. But it's, I mean, they have twelve defensemen, and they can't trade anything. Can't trade any of them. It's, I don't know. It, it, someone's got to sit. Uh, a trade and does now need it to seems be like Zach. Yes, absolutely. Like yeah. it, even watching the Toronto game tonight, very evident that they're basically just a one-line team. Uh, Marcus Johansson, you you thought Johansson had a rough game today too, and he ruined it for them at the end when yeah. they had the empty net on the power play, gave the puck away, and then uh, don't know who, what he was, was Mikhaev scored. Uh, Mikhaev scored. Yes, uh, I I don't know what he was thinking because I mean Mikhaev was clearly creeping in. And I mean, it was a rough giveaway, very rough. Heck, you have what uh, at that point? Just shoot it down low, just you know, just dump it beneath the goal line or something. You have six guys on the ice, he's gonna get it. What do you think about the decision to pull the goalie? What do you think about the decision to pull the goalie? Uh, it, it's fine, I get that it's super early. I would have done it. Um, I would have done it because you're you again, I would have done it. You're going for the win here. You're going for the win here. You got the power play. Get the two-man advantage if it's for like 30, 40 seconds or whatever. If they score on that, there's still time left to get the two points and Toronto doesn't get anything. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? There's some situations where you just got to go for it and try and win. I applaud Ralph Kruger for the decision to have the guts to even try that. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what I want to talk about is the whole uh, buying in thing. You know, I don't mean to change the subject so abruptly, but uh, no, I think like clearly all of these guys have bought in to a point because I mean, if if it's a rotation of everyone out every game or so, that means those guys are invested, and you know, if it's for the sake of the team, they're believing uh, what's being sold to them. I guess you can say, and you know, I mean, they're, they're they bought it. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't mind. They say, hey, if it's the best for the team, then fine. I'll sit for a game. Uh, the only one who really took exception to it is Bogosian. And I get what they mean now by uh, having not bought in. Because I think the rest of the guys have taken it in stride and just been like, oh, okay. Well, Bogosian, uh, I guess he's never been healthy scratched before this season. <laughs> uh, well, he also has I think barely that's been healthy. So. <laughs> uh, that, that Very could play. true. That, that, <laughs> I think you got to be healthy to be a healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very true, that, very true. Yeah. But I think, like, come on, Bogosian. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, they're probably already they were probably already trying to trade him in the first place. But 
Who wants him? Good he's luck. Damaged goods. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him. Who's going like, to want him? It's like trying the to guy's go to never him, healthy, like, and he's getting he's overpaid. No, it's like going to a farmer's market and selling rotten potatoes. Like it's no one's going to take it. Exactly. I you just you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just it's too much money. It's too much money. Even if they retain half of his salary, it's too much money. Yeah. They're you know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to trade him to a team for forward version of Zach Bogosian. That's exactly oh, what's going to happen. Oh, God. They're not going to get anything good. They probably won't even be able to get a draft pick. Andrew it's going to be a one-for-one swap. <laughs> no, it, it, they can't do that. But like, <laughs> I'm talking like one year left, some washed-up bum fourth-liner. That's exactly what they're going to get, and no, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, who cares? Yeah, so was... Zach Bogosian, he's, he requested a trade anytime now. I don't know. Who knows? The worst part is, like, he sucked in the games he played in. He sucked. I couldn't. I couldn't watch any of those games. Unfortunately, I had to work. But I. I heard the, the, the Sabers Twitter action, and it did not look good. No, he was damn near the worst defenseman on the ice every time he was out there. Like there's nothing good about Bogosian's uh, game. I, I don't know. I don't. He's been here for so long. He's been here for like six years, five, six years, right? Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time. I think five it's been years. a very long time since Zach Bogosian was traded. Yeah, it's been five years. Mm-hmm. Five years. Oh, man. I can't remember when everyone won that contract off the books. They're like, oh, man, next year, we got to get this off. We got to trade this contract. He's mm-hmm. still here. I would have never thought that Bogosian would have basically played out his entire contract here. Can't believe it. But the end is near, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? Um, Impromptu booty cheek of the week goes to Zach Bogosian. Oh, absolutely! Got to crown him. Do you think he'll get? Do you think he'll get another game? He shouldn't. Oh, no! I don't think he should. But they should trust him now. Uh, Uh, you got anything to say about this Leafs game before we switch gears here again? Uh, I mean, Linus Olmark. Um, his performance. We got. All Mark. It's like we're 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 seeing Carter Hutton lose his job before our very eyes. I mean, oh, All Mark has gotten, the, yeah, he's gotten the vast majority of the starts for like the past 10, 15 games, mm-hmm. and he's deserved it. Mm-hmm. Like the first two periods, the Sabers played like absolute garbage. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any denying that. The first ten minutes of the game, it should have been five nothing. It was. It ended up being one nothing in that time period. Mm-hmm. Allmark was standing on his head. A two on zero, like odd man rushes. The guy was just standing on his head, making big save after big save. They were playing like they were playing terrible. Yeah. Third period, you're not going to win if you're playing ho- good hockey for twenty minutes. Like it's just not going to happen. Darlene scores early on in the power play. Eichel scores, and we got a hockey game. But then they couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, tie it up but man like when they're playing good they're playing good and usually it's because of Jack Eichel they're gonna make the playoffs if Eichel continues this torrid pace and if Allmark continues to play well well they're gonna make it if that's the case like you mentioned the power play that's been improved the last couple of games I mean uh I think they said once we got the last power play I think it was we we had scored on three of our last four power plays Obviously, it wound up being three of the last five, but, you know, uh, the power play's shown improvement since Darlene came back. That's how, a thing, too. 
Exactly. Alin has been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Definitely improvement. A completely different uh, player than what did I go? To. Yeah, exactly. I went to the national game the other day. Oh, same. Well, it wasn't the other day. It was last week, but that was a fun game. It was. That was definitely a fun game. Yeah. Uh, I it's it was so long ago now. I can barely remember did, what even happened. Uh, did you Olafson score? Yeah. Let's talk about. No, I did not. I oh, got man. uh. I got the one of the red shirts. I got one of the red shirts. Nice. Oh, I got the orange one. But Victor Ols, Victor Ol, Jack Eichel. He had two two goals. One was just absolutely fantastic. You know, you, I'm sure you know the one that I'm talking about. Yes, yes. The yes, one yes, where he yes. dragged it and ripped it over Saros's like, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Suburban hockey dad, the suburban hockey grandpa, sitting in front of me, preaching to his grandkids about how Jack Eichel isn't tough enough, and then he rips that goal, and then he's just grumbling. He's like, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, Victor Olofsson. Victor Olofsson got the game-winning goal in that game. I applaud Victor Olofsson because he has really been playing well 5-on-5, five five, and he's actually been producing. He's actually been producing, and uh, you know what? I'm going to eat my words. I am very proud of Victor Olofsson. I was doubting him towards the beginning after he stopped scoring for a little bit, but he's really gotten it going. But you know who's sorry because of Victor Olofsson? Do you know? Who? Jeff Skinner. Mm. I don't know if if you're cutting out or not. No, no. But yes, suffering? Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Mm. Jeff Skinner is yeah. suffering because of Victor Olofsson. Yeah. And it's very sad. It's very sad because what Skinner is on pace for like 40 something points. He had 40 goals last year. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I like that Olofsson is playing well and all, but they really need to get Jeff Skinner going. They really need to get him going because not having a $9 million cap hit on the books for a player that's only going to get you know, 40-something points, man, I don't know. Well, uh, Skinner, he's been playing fine. It's just that, you know, he's just not getting as many shots as he should be, I think. Uh, well, you know what's funny, actually? I say that, but he has almost half the amount of shots already than he had uh, all of last year. He has 118 shots thus far, and he had 268 all of last year. So, I mean, he's taken the same amount of shots. Um, but, no, I think he's he'll get it going. You know, that's a, Jeff Skinner's a classic scorer. He's streaky. You know, he's not going to be you know, lighting it up uh, every night. I mean, every great goal scorer is like that where it comes. I mean, he was like that last year. He went through droughts, and then he yeah, picked it back the up. End, towards the end, at least. The end, he... What was it like? Is that like thirty-seven goals for the longest time? Then the last couple games of the season, he got it going. But yeah, because everyone was. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he's he's gonna get out of it. I believe he will. But I think a problem here is Johan Marcus Johansson. He's been playing with him for a while, mm-hmm. and Johansson he's just has not been the same since he got hurt. What was it in the? in the Sweden trip, I think he got hurt. And then when he came back, he just was not good. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know what happened to him. I think he's been fine. Uh, I think, you know, maybe that uh, the play he made in the Leafs game uh, tonight slash yesterday, when people are listening to this, um, uh, might be amplifying that feeling a bit. But uh, I, I think he's been fine. Granted, I have not been able to watch all the games, but... From whatever, whenever I'm able to watch uh, Johansson, he, he was much better at the beginning of the season. And I think he shouldn't be playing center, and it's not fair to him because they're basically villy Lanoing him. 
Mm-hmm. Like he, Johansson's a winger. He should be playing wing, and he they have to play him at center because they have no other options. Right. Well, he can do it. You know, I mean, he might not be the best. Hey, he's capable of it, but like you got to put the guy in the best situation to succeed. And you know, I think Skinner is suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. Would you put uh, Skinner back with Eichel? Try and jumpstart him a little bit. Uh, yeah, because I want to see, well, one, two scenarios. I, Reinhardt, I want to see if he can truly carry his own line because he hasn't really been given the chance to yet. Uh, and he's another guy who we have to get going, though. And two, I'd like to see Olofsson break off from Eichel and see how he does with other line mates. Uh, I, I believe in Olofsson. Um, he's proven that he's a good 5-5 five and five player and he can still make plays. Uh, but... I, I just want to see us maybe um, give these guys more opportunities on their own, if you will. Yeah, like And Connor Sherry, he's been playing. He, he had a rough game uh, against the Leafs tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. I What about Skinner, Eichel, and Sherry? Try and get two, two guys going there. Yeah. Why not play Reinhardt? I know people are going to say, oh, it didn't work before. Why would it work now? If you think about it, He's had two stints playing center. Uh, his rookie, not even his rookie year, it was that nine-game stint during the tank year oh. when he was eighteen or nineteen years old. What do you think? What do you think? What are you expecting of him out of that? Like that's what people remember when they think Reinhardt center. A guy, he is basically a finished product at this point. Maybe maybe uh-huh. give him another year of progression, but. He basically, at this point, he is what he is. We know he's a very smart player, good hockey sense, playmaking ability, gets to the front of the net, and causes him chaos there. That's for sure. And he has proven he can play well with Jack Eichel, and I think there's no doubt in my mind that he would be able to be good at center on his own line. Why not Ooh. give it a try? Uh, the thing is, line mates. Who are they going to give him for line mates? That's another thing. They need to trade for another top six forward. Well, did you notice uh, when they were doing the player introductions in the Predators game, they had center as his position? Like on his no, I we got to the game a little late, so okay. I didn't I didn't see the the player introductions. But yeah, yeah, they, I think it's worth it's thing. worth another shot. It's worth another shot. Why not? Like I get Johansson was a natural center, but Reinhardt. He's he's a centerman. This guy's a centerman. Like they drafted him to be a center. Why not give it a shot? Like he's ready to do it. Like he's, he's more than ready to do it. And I think he's more than capable of doing it. They got enough wingers to surround Eichel on that line. Just give it a give it a try. Why not? Well, Reinhardt. And I forgot to mention they did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Reinhardt's one of like the biggest, probably the biggest enigma on this team. Because we've always had him in one spot, and he's always had handcuffs on, where we've never let him split away from anyone. It's like he's attached at the hip to Eichel for some reason. But, I mean, uh, Housley's first year, they tried him at center at the beginning, and he was playing with, like, Gergensen and Scott Wilson or whoever. Bombs on his wings, and they're like, oh, we can't play center. Just put him in a better situation to succeed. I don't understand, like... Mm-hmm. We're judging this guy's play at center off of when he was 18 years old on the, one of the worst teams of all time. <laughs> yeah. And another team that was god-awful under Housley. 
and then they ended that experiment quickly. I don't know, give it another try. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Yeah, well, I mean, he does play well with Eichel, but Eichel is going to produce with anyone on his wings. They need more production down the lineup. Yeah, the only thing, like... You for coming to my TED Talk. Indeed, indeed. A thumbs up. Uh, I don't I feel like, I don't know. Just Sam is one of those guys, too, who's very streaky. And that's what kind of scares me about having him carry his own line. Now, granted, not everybody can be Jack Heichel and put up a thousand points a game. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I mean, we won't know till we see it. I haven't seen Sam really carry his own line like everyone says he can. I think it's all just kind of assumption. Um, but, I mean, sooner or later, we have to see if it's for real, you know? And that line is working. It's mm-hmm. They're playing well mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, this game, for two-thirds of it, they looked like the November Sabres that made me want to rip my hair out. But mm-hmm. for a third period, they looked pretty good. Uh, I, It's hard to say, to sit here and preach, oh, shake up the lines, shake up that top line. But man, Skinner really isn't doing much. Mm-mm. He really wow. isn't. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. I will sit here and I will always think, man, Jeff Skinner should be playing with Jack Eichel. Do you think... Okay, let's uh, backtrack a little bit. Mm -hmm. If Skinner knew what would happen this year, basically never getting an opportunity to play with Eichel at 5-on-5, would he have signed that contract? Oh, God. Probably not. He what either. reason would he have to? He locked in here for eight years because he thought, man, I'm going to be playing with this superstar for eight more years. I think Skinner elevates Eichel's game too. He does. Mm-hmm. They play, they feed off each other. And who knows? Who knows what Eichel would be doing if Skinner was on his wing? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It would be fantastic. Well, yeah. Man, I'm not poo-pooing Olofsson here. I'm not poo-pooing Olofsson here. Olofsson's been playing very well, and he plays well with Eichel. But, man... Olsen's not making $9 million. That's the thing. That's the big thing for me. It's about cap management, asset management. And man, like, if $9 million, 40, 40 to 50 points, like, you need you need Skinner to be scoring 30 goals a year and producing. And, and you that's know, just not happening right now. If you're paying a guy $9 million, I'd prefer to see him on the top line because that's top line money. So, um, yeah, get and him obviously to play. His playing time obviously does not equate to nine million dollars, so uh, that's something I like to see change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, one thing we didn't mention: uh, Casey Middlestat, right down to Rochester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm happy, you know, because really he was not having any sort of impact on any game. It was like playing, I mean, you're already going with 11 forwards. Having him out there was like 10 forwards. He did nothing. Will it help him? Will it hurt him? Who knows? No one will ever know. Okay, I mean, you're getting demoted. That's either, like, you're ruining the kid's confidence and at the same time expect him to build it back up by destroying guys who are obviously of lesser talent. So, I don't know. It's a slippery slope. I tend to sway more towards the side of, well, okay, they got sent down once. That means they're never coming back in their damaged goods. So that's where I'm at right now. 
Uh, but I'm also quite the reactionary person, so uh, maybe he'll light it up. You know, I'm. I mean, are any of us sold that Tage Thompson is going to be this revolutionary? Because he's been dominating Rochester. I don't think anyone's really super confident about that. So, uh, you know, will it help? Verdict's still out. I think it's just, you know, you won't know till he gets back to the NHL, unfortunately. Which will be back. Happen? He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. This. I'll be very surprised if he's not back. Mm-hmm. But this should have happened a while ago. It probably should have happened last year. And I hate to say it, but it, they waited too long. And I don't know what it is with this regime, how they handled Thompson and Milstadt, how they thought that, oh, you know, keep them up here and they'll be fine. They'll play better. They'll learn by playing or practicing in the NHL, sitting in the press box, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. They swallowed their pride and they sent him to Rochester. He's gonna do he's gonna be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to produce. And if he doesn't produce, I think that's a cause for concern. But look at Thompson. Thompson's basically averaging a point per game his whole entire time in Rochester, including the playoffs. Middlestat's a much better player than Tage Thompson. I'm, I'd be shocked if he's not averaging above point per game. I want to see him get defensive zone faceoffs. I want him getting penalty kill time, uh, first power play unit. I want He has to be the guy in Rochester. I need to see him scoring goals. I want to see the puck on his stick, making moves around guys, back checking, better defensive play. Like We need to see it all here. Like The, the AHL should be a playground for him. He needs to play well down there, and he needs to renew that confidence. Because we know we you remember World Junior Casey Middlestat. Yeah. We we all loved World Junior Casey Middlestat. Oh we God, need to see yeah. that Casey Middlestat again. Yeah, no, he's incredible. We got to remember he's twenty one. Yeah. Should we should we take a look at the players that were drafted in the twenty seventeen draft? Sure, shall we? Yeah, and like see all right, where I'll pull at. it up really quick because like. Yeah, he was an eighth overall pick, but everyone else in that draft, besides like a few guys, haven't really emerged yet. Nico Heischer, very good player, first overall. Nolan Patrick, plagued with injuries, hasn't really arrived yet. Mira Heiskin, arguably a number one, number two defenseman. Cal McCart, number one defenseman. Elias Pettersson, first line center. Okay, then after that, it's pretty much a mixed bag. Cody, Cody Glass, Glass just arrived. Is doing all right. Playing okay. Leas Anderson has not arrived yet. Casey Middlestat uh, rushed. We'll yes. say that. Michael Rasmussen has not arrived yet. Bust. Owen Tippett hasn't arrived yet. Gabe Velarde, he has been plagued with injuries, but I think he's going to be fine. Martin Neches has arrived playing with Carolina. I like him a lot. Nick Suzuki, he's in the NHL, but I guess he's not getting a lot of ice time over there. Cal Foote hasn't arrived yet. Eric Brandstrom, been up and down, traded to Ottawa. Yuso Valimaki, injured, kind of up and down. Tim Lilligren, hasn't really arrived yet. Urho Vakaninen, Josh Norris, Robert Thomas has a Stanley Cup ring. But you see what I'm saying here? Like, these guys are young. People forget that. People are forgetting how young Casey Milstead is. Yeah, Kyler Yamamoto, he was rushed, and he's. I think he's been up and down. But, like, None of these first-round picks from that draft are really arriving yet. Henry Yokiharu probably is one of the only guys in the later part of that first round that has become an like, established in NHL career. I'm, I'm sorry surprised. if I sound a little sniffly. I've been sick the last few days. but Oh, no, it's fine. I'm surprised Ryan Paling hasn't been kept up. 
like, like Ryan Paling a lot. I really like him a lot. But yeah, like have patience. He's going to be fine. I have no doubt in my mind Casey Middlestad is going to be a good NHL player. He is too talented and skilled to not be a real player in the league. Just be patient. He's going to be fine. He was playing high school hockey a few years ago. Okay? <laughs> Let's be real here. Yes, yes, yes. But, like, you know, there's there's guys who have come through and they've had all the skill in the world and they've never turned into anything. Which is the disappointing Ooh, I, thing. I, I don't... I don't I don't think you have said this comparison on the podcast, but you said that Casey Millsat reminds you of Cody Hodgson. Yeah. Like, what if he is Cody Hodgson? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, like... That would be very disappointing. Like, Sam Gagne, okay? Sixth overall pick, never got more than 20 goals in his career. What if that's Casey Middlestad? Disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah. Like, it, you look, and it's like, oh, my God, Sam Gagne. He was drafted in 2007 and played that first year, 18 years old. Only Well, he got 49 points. But then from then on, I mean, that was his best season. Just I mean, a guy. Yeah, Basically, he's, he's, just, he's a guy. just a guy. Exactly. Uh, yeah, a few years I mean, he bounced around from team to team, but yeah, like what? What if that's what Middlestat is? Because it's possible that happens, to guys, all the time. What if Middlestat was just that guy? I mean, it's not far fetched to say that, but mm-hmm. all right, he's still young. Yeah, I'm still sure young. I just put the fear of God you. into our listeners by saying, "What if Casey Middlestat is Sam Gagne?" But uh, you know, I mean, it's something you got to ponder. What if he turns into that player? Like, it's worth the wait worth the wait like just be patient Mm -hmm. if he doesn't turn out we have dylan cousins in the system it's okay dylan cousins is basically a safe bet to be a very good second third line center very safe so and i I, I believe in dylan i just trust the the speaking of dylan cousins what's that speaking of dylan cousins in the world juniors speaking of dylan cousins in the world juniors sabers have some prospects that could potentially be playing uh miska kukinen he got cut from the finnish team uh Kind of a shame. I haven't seen any of Miska Kukinen really besides the last development camp. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see him, but uh, Cousins is going to be a big part of Team Canada, and I'm pretty sure he was on a line with Quinton Byfield, so that's oh, going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. The future line for potential teammates in the NHL. Maybe. Potential. Uh, uh, USA, uh, Matias Samuelson, basically a lock to make it after he was on the team last year. Ryan Johnson, I'd be surprised if he didn't make the team. I'm pretty sure he had an assist today in a preliminary game. Matei Picard, everyone's favorite. He's going to be on the Czech Republic team in a much uh, greater role this time around. Eric Portillo, he the goaltender drafted in the third round uh, this past draft. He is fighting in a fighting to be one of the two goalies for Team Sweden as well. And I think there's one more. There might be one more guy that I'm forgetting about. But, yeah, the Sabres will have some sort of a presence at the World Juniors this year, which should be fun. Good. And you know what's great? Um, I am actually going to be able to watch games this year. So that'll be, that'll be a treat. When does that start? Uh, day, Boxing Day, day after Christmas. Oh, nice. Ooh, soon. Beautiful. Eight days from now. I, 
Well, seven. I think USA is, USA is going to be good. USA is going to be good. Uh, some nice players on the team. Canada is going to be good, too. They have a lot of draft eligibles oh. on the team this year, which I feel like they never do. Like, they got Lafreniere. They got Byfield. Uh, Jamie Drysdale is most likely going to be on the team. Cole Perfetti has a good chance of being on the team. They got some good draft eligibles. Dylan Hall, excuse me, Dylan Holloway as well. He might be on the team too. Yeah. Now I have actually wandered into the world of watching prospect videos recently. Really? Uh, yeah. Now, would you agree with me? That... Prospect ships because I haven't even been using it. Uh, I've just been watching YouTube videos pretty much. Um, but would would you agree with me that Lafreniere is not the uh, greatest skater? I I tend to agree with that. I uh, yeah, slow. I think he's not very fun to watch. I don't think I don't think it's a slam dunk that Alexi Lafreniere is the prospect in this draft. I like, really I, don't. I, I feel like I don't know like teams might like Byfield's size and like his ability to skate more. Like he is so quick. For his size, you know, it's almost like, uh, <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. He's like a, a Ryan Getzlav, a young Ryan Getzlav type player. That's he is. I've said, I've said it before. He is like Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's huge. He's a powerful skater for his size. The way he skates, man, this guy is going to light up to the NHL. And the thing is with Byfield, he's a center. I, don't think it's a guarantee that Alexi Lafreniere goes number one overall. I think there's a very good chance Byfield could could uh, pass him. He has I really a do. great shot as well. Um, but no, I think yeah, it's a, it's a two horse race. Lafreniere plays in the Qu- the Quebec League, which is I don't think like, this is any secret. The most inferior of all of the leagues in the CHL. I would I would have liked to see them play head to head in the O, oh, but you know I I like Quinton Byfield a lot. I still have Lafreniere as my number one guy, but I don't think it's as uh, big of a separation as people say. Like honestly, does does the does the QMJHL have a London Knights? You know, do they have uh, who are the other like prestigious franchises? A uh, Halifax Mooseheads? Do, uh, wait, isn't it, wait they're in the QMJHL right? I answered my yes. own question. Huh, look at that. I'm stupid. Uh, well, yeah. What do you... Huh, wow, I'm dumb. Uh, but no, I mean, that's that's like their only claim to fame, though, is Halifax. You know? Basically, yeah. Meanwhile, there's... Yeah. There's, 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 there's London. Uh, you're more tapped in with these ones. Which ones aren't uh, coming to mind? There's Sault Ste. Marie. They're in uh, the OHL, I believe. Windsor Spitfires. Windsor Spitfires. Uh, uh, Oshawa, you know. Um, oh yeah, can't forget about the generals. Yeah, can't forget about those gems. Uh, Sar- the Sarnia staying irrelevant for a little bit when they had Yakupov and Galchenyuk. Right. Yep. Uh, the the Kingston Frontenacs. You know, like there's so many teams you can think of. Like you know, they're just like flagship franchises. Like you just recognize more teams from those leagues because, like you know, they're better teams. You can't think of a QMJHL team, uh, you know, like, I mean, Mooski, 
Yeah, Ramuski, Ramuski Chikudami, uh, Crosby, uh, yeah. Ar Arcady Bathurst, or whatever it is. Uh, Gatineau, is that um, one? I'm... Yeah, yeah. Quebec. Uh, I mentioned Alex Galchenyuk a little bit ago. Uh, his name has been in the trade rumors. Sabres potentially interested in him. What do you think about Alex Galchenyuk? No. No. Uh, you know what this is like? Uh, now, I've never had a girlfriend, so maybe I just don't know this. But, I mean, this is what it feels like. Um, it You know, it's, it's like uh, a girl that you made a pact with. Like, hey, you know what? If we're not together, if we're not together with anyone else, if we're not dating anyone else in five years, we're going to marry each other. And like, that's what's going on here. We're revisiting each other they're when settling, they're just settling for Alex. Galchenyuk. Yeah, like this trade, <laughs> this marriage should have happened five years ago. Not not now. Like we know what Alex Galchenyuk is like. No, okay, I, I see. I see that analogy. You know okay, I, okay. Like, <laughs> this isn't the, this isn't the time to target him. <laughs> or maybe it is because he's coming at a very he would be coming at a very discounted rate. Yes. Yes. Hear me out. What if they get him for like Jake McCabe or Evan Rodriguez, something that we don't care about, to be frank. But do you want Kellogg's Frosted Flakes or do you want um, Tops Frosted Corn Flakes? Hmm. What? I will take forward brand uh, Tops Corn Flakes mm. over defense Tops, cor Tops Corn Flakes. Mm -hmm. You know, like just to get defensemen out of here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Alex Galchenyuk, say what you want about him. Yeah, he's got his defensive deficiencies and whatnot. Hockey sense isn't the greatest, but the guy has speed, the guy has skill, and he almost always gets 40 to 50 points. Okay, I mean, if we can trade Jake McCabe to get Galchenyuk, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe he'll cost you some goals, but he's going to help the power play, and he's going to help produce. Fine, I don't like care. What, I don't care what color his RAPM bars are. Whatever, go get him. And I, you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of him to say, but for the right price, why not? The Penguins are trying to get rid of him. He's going to be cheap. He's on an expiring contract. If it doesn't work out and you fall out of the playoff race, you can trade him at the deadline, get an asset back, whatever. Yeah. Get a forward, do something. No, yeah, I, I mean, I do like the idea of trading a, a Jake McCabe for him. Um, he sounds like Mikel Granlund, though. He read out those numbers, and it's like, hmm, that sounds a lot like Granlund. I love Mikel Granlund. I don't care how bad he's been in Nashville. I will always love Mikel Granlund. Go get him. Galchenyuk now I know. only has two goals in 24 games this year. It's a little concerning. Oh, granted, I have not watched the Penguins a lot at all this year. But I would assume that his role is not playing with Crosby and Malkin. I would assume. Man. With judging by that. Third overall pick. Mm. What a shame. What I don't shame. know. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the Taylor Hall trade. What do you think yeah. about that? Oh, it's disappointing. Uh, I mean... I think the Coyotes ultimately won this deal. It's just the prospects going the other way are just not, like, sexy at all. You know what I mean? Like, 
Who is Nate Schnarr? It was a second round. I mean, he... I don't see him being anything at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I mean, a lot of people are high on Kevin Ball right now. He's probably going to play for Team Canada at the World Juniors, but he's just a six foot six defensive defenseman that's going to be probably a third pair guy if he makes it. Mm-hmm. Nick Merkley, he was drafted like 30th overall in 2015. He's been injured. He's a skilled player, but he's not going to be anything special either. Like, it's just underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And the Coyotes are good. They're going to give up that first round pick, and it's going to be like in the mid to late 20s. Okay, like, whatever. Like, it's just the, eh, like, you're trading Taylor Hall and you're getting that eh, back. It's just disappointing. Like, if I was a Devils fan, I'd be pissed. Like, come on. If they're keeping Hall, the Coyotes are going to probably open up some more cap space next year, and they can be even better. Like, it's just, eh, it's, it just, it just, Reminds me of the O'Reilly trade when the Sabres traded him away. It's just like there's not they didn't get the Devils didn't get they didn't get Barrett Hayton. They didn't get uh Victor Soderstrom. They yeah, I thought Hayton value. I thought he was for sure going to be part of that trade. Good. I really thought it was gonna be Soderstrom, but I don't know. And it's like how do you not get Anti Ronta out of the deal? The Coyotes have two number one goaltenders right yeah. now and Kemper and Ronta, but they didn't get either of them. I just, it just doesn't make any sense. The Devils have no goaltending at all. It's been their Achilles heel this, the past couple of years. Corey Schneider is basically dead. Mackenzie Blackwood, <laughs> kind of young. He's been okay, but like, then they got Louis Domingue. He's basically dead. I thought that's great. I don't understand. That tickles me. Basically dead. It's just, ew, I don't, I, I don't that. Care. I love that. He's just dead. Kevin Ball- Albany. Albany. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah, wants I- to go to Albany. The River Rats. I don't think there's. I mean, I the River Rats. They're not the River Rats anymore. I know. Albany but, uh, listeners. I'm sorry, Albany people. Uh, but no, I mean, if if your former AHL team is called the River Rats, I mean, that says a lot about where you're from and uh, what your town is known for. Kevin Ball is a guy that I said looks like you. You you also said I look like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I'm gonna type him in. Um, I, I'm pulling up sure Kevin Ball. I mean, no, I mean you are okay. Like, I can, I can, you know, I think you look more like Kevin Ball than Ryan Johnson now. Ball's got uh, eight inches on me though. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. About half a foot. Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe tweet tweet something out. Maybe maybe do like a Twitter poll. Really? I don't know if our listeners don't you look like that. Yeah, true, true. They could look at your profile. Probably picture. not. Unless they follow me. Unless they follow me, probably not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you also I'll... said I look like Malcolm in the Middle, too. Yes. I saw, I saw you tweet that out a little Mal- few weeks ago. What was his name Malcolm Harrington? No. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Malcolm in and- uh, the Do we have anything else? We got anything else to touch on here? 1230. 1230 at night. We're I want... Charging Buffalo podcast after dark. Yeah, really. I want to give uh, a little shout-out to Anthony Duclair, if I may. Um, oh, yeah. I saw 19 goals. 19 Anthony goals. Duclair. His career high is, I think, 20 or 24. Uh, he's going to shatter that this year. I mean, Anthony Duclair should be an all-star. I hope he's elected to the all-star game. Well. Or unless it's Shabbat, but 
Oh, did you see Shabbat's uh, close to 40 minutes tonight? Thomas Shabbat played just so much today. I, 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 can't, I can't believe it that a human being could sustain that much um, time playing hockey. It's amazing. Just ask Rasmus Kristalainen. Yeah. Still getting those minutes. Yeah, really. Yep. I mean, yep. They, they, they understand each other. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to touch on? I want to talk about Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. This, I'm sure basically 85% of you people listening right now know who Baby Yoda is, but my God. Mm-hmm. I, for the longest time, have had Saber's backgrounds on my phone. You, you, you've seen my background. You've seen oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pick. It's just three pictures of Baby Yoda. Like every time, every time I'm upset, I'm mad. The Sabers are losing. I'll just turn my phone on and be like, "Oh, Baby Yoda, look mm-hmm. in his, his deep brown eyes and look at that smile." Oh yes, yes, yes. It's very therapeutic. I I remember. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but um, I don't know. He 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 kind of looks like a scrotum. But, uh, yes, I saw your exchange with Derek Kramer, and I was very uh, disgusted by your wording. I mean, he's still adorable, though, <laughs> because he's not. A he scrotum. is. Yes. And I, I sit to think of it that way. God, he's Baby Yoda. Right. Right. He's Baby Yoda. Looking at him right now, just like, oh, mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Staring to those deep eyes. I love that. Um, oh no. Well, hey, you know what? The Bills are in the playoffs. That's cool. Um, we haven't talked about the Bills yet. I know. I thought, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm always scared to bring them up because I feel like we're a reprieve from Bills talk. But, like, come on, folks. The Bills are in the playoffs. Ah. You got to talk about it. You know, like, it's Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo is so lucky. Like, we are so fortunate to have a team in Buffalo. Yes. Like, th- there's... I- there's 32 franchises and only, uh, what would that be, uh, 28 cities, ultimately? Yeah, I can't do them. 30, 28 cities, ultimately, because, you know, two in L.A., two in New York. Uh, that's two cities. Uh, I don't know, 30 cities. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, um, no, like, it's sports league in the world. And... Little Tiny Buffalo is fortunate enough to have representation in that league, and we are one of the 12 best teams in that league. Uh, It's something special. It's something that, you know, we have to be proud of here in Buffalo. I agree. How about Trey White? Oh, he's my phone. uh, The Trey White goalie. I don't know if you saw my screenshot. I love Trey White. He's he's not allowed to leave. Elected to the Pro Bowl. Cannot leave. Pro Bowler, Tredavious White. Yeah, I saw that. I lost uh, in the fantasy semifinal. I'm very oh. upset. Uh, oh. Marlon Mack let me down, but it's all right. Oh. We'll, we'll go for third place. I'll take my third place trophy with pride. Well, you made it to the final, though. I am in the finals. Indeed. Uh, my first time. I've been playing fantasy football since 2013. Or 20, I think it was the first season with Nike uniforms. Okay, 2012. And. I had never made the playoffs. This year, I changed my whole approach. I changed my mindset. I made it to the playoffs the first time, and I went to the championship game 
for the first time. Woo! Like Ric Flair. Okay. Uh, I'm in. First time in the playoffs. I'm coming for the crown. Uh, nine and four. Finished third in the division. After a late season slump. But uh, anything is possible. Put your mind to it. Take that advice, Sabres, and make the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And same thing. You know, they haven't been in the playoffs. Or are we good? Are we good? I'm fine. I don't have anything else to contribute. I think I think we touched on just about everything. I'm sure once we stop recording here, we're going to realize, oh, we forgot to mention that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we're a little rusty today. It's been about a good month since we last recorded. But, hey, we're trying to get back in the swing of things here. Apologize for the lack of consistency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're fine. We're fine. All right. Uh, we're good? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to the Charging Buffalo podcast. Follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Check out our website, chargingbuffalo.net. Follow us on Twitter as well, JoeTCBNHL and at LVKETCB. We'll be hopefully back next week for another episode, break down some of the more recent games. Who are they face next? I believe... Uh, the Flyers and then the Kings. Flyers. Thursday. Kings on, on Saturday. Saturday. One Saturday, o'clock yes. face-off. Interesting. Another one o'clock game that I'm going to miss. Yep, but anyways, that's it for this week's installment of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for hanging in there during our long absence, but we are back, and we will see you in the next one.